0: Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
1: In the studio with us, uh, we have Craig Eaton, uh, a GOP leader in in Brooklyn for 10 years. That's a long time, Craig Eaton.
2: Yeah, it, it is a long time, but it was a lot of fun.
1: And my brother from another mother We're on my side <laughs> over here, we have uh, Sid Rosenberg. Sid, what's going on? You had a good day? Uh,
3: I had a great day. We had a great four-hour show this morning. It's great to be back with you. I was here last night in your stead. Now, it's more exciting because I got I to sit was next in to you.
1: Pennsylvania last night. Yeah, I night. know. We flew down to Pennsylvania for the inaugural ball of uh, Governor Josh Shapiro. What do you think of him? And I know him. Look, I know Josh uh, for 15 years? Oh, you do? I knew him even before he was the attorney general for eight years. And he's a very, very decent individual. Uh, There was articles all over the place that he might be the first Jewish president. (laughs) But you know how that goes with him and Andy Stein. Yes, yes. uh, uh,
3: uh,
1: But uh, he's a very, very decent person. And and we hope. uh, You know, my New Year's uh, uh, resolution... Uh, and I said this to President Clinton: "Was um, what do I think of 2023? I hope common sense prevails, and that was my New Year's resolution. I hope common sense prevails, and whether in Pennsylvania, whether in New York, that is my resolution.
3: Well, that should be everybody's, and it starts in Washington D.C. It has not been a good go for Joe Biden and that administration, and he, in fact, the document has he done story is anything, getting worse." Right? No, nothing right. Very few things. Maybe I mean he's he's passed a couple of bills yeah. if you're happy spending 2 trillion dollars on a nice stage for, you know, well, Michelle we, Obama. You know, we analyzed that.
1: <laughs> of the 1.7 trillion, yeah. Uh 1. 1.3, 1. 1.4 was legitimate. You know, meaning we have to tell tell it the way it is. 1. 1.3, 1. 1.4 was legitimate. <laughs> They spent $400 million on bridges to nowhere.
3: Right. And, and, you know, you say legitimate, but I I understand that we have a great relationship with some of these Middle Eastern countries. But a lot of that money, John, is, you know, went to protecting the borders in the Middle East while the southern border still remains an issue here in the United States.
1: Well, I think we have a special, special guest on.
3: We do. We've got uh, one of the great minds in the history of this country, a brilliant attorney. A great guest on the Cats at Night show and sitting friends in the morning, our mutual friend John and Craig, Alan Dershowitz. Mr. Dershowitz, welcome to Cats at Night, pal. How are you?
0: Well, thank you. Look, the first Jewish president is clearly going to be George Santos.
1: (laughs) We needed a good laugh. (laughs)
3: very good. If he isn't already, if he isn't Uh, already. I
1: can get you a job at... Well. Comedy Club?
3: Comedy Central, yes. It'd be great. <laughs> Except hey, the clothes. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I would lo- I, if I weren't
0: a law professor, I would have loved to have been a stand up comedian, but I wasn't good enough. Yeah, no. You're funny. You're
3: funny. Professor. I tell you, he's been great to me, George. I'm back in the New York Post again this morning because he did an interview with me, Alan, about three years ago where he talked about his volleyball prowess, how he beat Harvard and Yale, and he needed two knee replacements afterwards. None of that is true. He also said, like me, he graduated from Baruch. That's not true either. So, between 3 million views on Twitter and a story in today's New York you're Post, you're he's you're been great to me. But not only that,
2: Baruch is not in the Ivy
3: League. It's so if, not, he no. for, if
2: he played volleyball for Baruch, he wouldn't have been playing against
3: Harvard and Yale. Anyway. That's right. it's so a CUNY so score. another lie. That's yeah.
1: another no, lie. No, I, I thought for a second Baruch was part of Columbia, but it's not. It's, it's part not. Of in the CUNY it's not. system. It's not yeah. of so, so it
3: you starts a, with a C. It does. You had a great question in the studio, John, before the show for Alan Dershowitz. No, I
1: have a great question for Alan Dershowitz. Uh, in the same studio six months ago, Oh, seven months ago, we said to Alan Dershowitz, "How good of a judge, how good of a of an attorney general is uh, Mr. Garland?" And Mr. Dershowitz has said he's impeccable, he's uh, smart, he's honest. Have you changed your mind?
0: No, he's uh, he's honest, he's impeccable in his ethics, but he's made a lot of very bad decisions, and uh, that. Uh, the two are not inconsistent. I don't think he ever should have authorized the search of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, that started this whole thing, tit for tat. Then he appoints a special prosecutor to investigate Trump. So he has to appoint the special prosecutor to investigate Biden. It's going to come to nothing. It's going to cost the American people a lot of money. a lot And of the lawyers will always fun. make big money. Oh, we we like course. that. The professor
2: but, and I like that. Yes. we like that.
0: <laughs> but but <laughs> I don't like I don't like this tit for tat politics. Look, I, I don't like the fact that Republicans have introduced a resolution now or trying to introduce a resolution to impeach the Democratic Homeland Secretary who they don't like. The very same Republicans who said, "Oh, you can't vote to impeach unless there's a high crime and misdemeanor." Are now saying, well, "Oh no, wait, no, no, wait. no. It high crime a and Democratic, misdemeanor."
1: Yeah. Yeah, letting all those people cross that's the border and coming in, crime. and whether they, may, some of them might be terrorists, some of them might be uh, worse than that, drug dealers, fentanyl. That's, said, no. that's not the, high crime misdemeanor. Doing it no, knowing, doing
0: it knowingly. What's the, what's the to have a crime? You have to violate something in a statute. The statute has to say it is a crime. To ah, murder, ah, murder, ah technicalities. To to And uh, technicality is called the Constitution. That's what the technicality is. Look, I don't love this guy who is the homeland security guy. Um, And and I agree with some people that it would be better if he resigned or was removed. He hasn't been doing a good job. But impeachment is reserved for only high crimes and misdemeanors, treason, or bribery. So the very Republicans who made that argument on behalf of Trump, as I did,
1: are now back I, i like to put it into a poll. Maybe we'll put it on the ABC poll. Is what the Homeland Security, what he's doing and what he's allowing on the border, is that high crime and misdemeanor? Well, that's my own I think it versus is. I think it is. If, it is. Do we, do we ever want to have a poll? Out, as, if you spoke out and we said, have, I'm following orders, sir.
0: Do we ever want to have a poll as to what's a crime? No. We have to look to the statutes, even if every American, 100% says that, uh, you know, calling the president a bum is a crime, it's not. It's protected by the First Amendment. So it has to be an actual crime uh, or at least criminal-type behavior. What he has been doing is abuse of office, maybe, and dereliction of duty and uh, maladministration, all the things that the framers
2: of the Constitution— But, but you know, know, Professor, I think think that the government uses the word impeachment too much. Anytime someone does something wrong, let's impeach him. And I think that that's a mistake because it takes it takes away the validity of what an impeachment really is.
0: Yeah, we've only once in our history impeached a cabinet member and then he was acquitted by the Senate in a very, very close vote. But we've never, ever before impeached a cabinet member because we don't like the job he's doing. If you don't like the job he's doing, vote for the person's opponent who appointed him to office. That's what elections are about. But impeachment are very special. Or put pressure or issue a resolution in Congress saying we want him to resign or do a better job. But once we start to politicize impeachment, we get into what Alexander Hamilton called the most dangerous thing of all, using impeachment based on whether you have the votes to do it or not, which, of course— uh, Congresswoman Waters said, that's all you need, or oh, just as long as the majority of the House says it's OK, is impeached. And that's just not right. There's a constitutional prohibition. And, you know, I'm a person who wants to stick with the Constitution, whether it's Republicans or Democrats. I made that argument on the floor of the Senate about Trump, and I would make the same argument if I were asked to on behalf of the uh, Homeland Security Secretary.
3: Oh, that's all you want is consistency. So you're you're right. You have made that argument for Trump, therefore, uh, inconsistency here. You're making the same, and I respect that, even though I do think Mayorkas is committing a crime every day. I respect where you're coming from, Alan.
1: And I'm only an honorary uh, lawyer, so I can't make a comment.
3: (laughs) But I do want to get to the document scandal, talking about illegal and legal. Now, we know we're not going to indict a sitting president. We know that. Uh, Joe Biden, all he really did the last couple of days is make Donald Trump's uh, life a heck of a lot easier because Um, every day is another document. You would agree to that. But in the end, I think you'd agree, Alan, that neither one of these guys, Biden or Trump, will get in real big trouble over this document scandal i agree unless
0: something else comes out unless we see some obstruction of justice some destruction of evidence you know right now it's a bunch of guys who left the presidency vice presidency they were sloppy they were careless maybe they wanted to take some papers with them to help them write their memoirs it's not a big deal there were no national security compromises and i bet if you go back to Obama, you go back to Clinton, you go back to Bush, and you really start searching, you're going to find classified material among their papers or in their libraries. That's just the way it is. And we have to start classifying less, and we have to make the law clearer. Deputy, no Mayor,
1: Deputy Mayor, former Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington has just texted me, who's responsible for the 100,000 deaths from drugs that are coming over the border and not being controlled by Homeland Security?
0: Well, responsibility for deaths is not the same as committing a crime. You know, you could build a bridge that's negligently built and it falls down, or you can start a war, like in Iran, like in Iraq, and be responsible for deaths. But it- it's sacrosanct to limit crimes to what's on the statute books. You can't have ex post facto laws. You can't have bills of detainer. The Constitution was very specific. You have to have proof beyond a reasonable doubt that the person committed a crime, something that was in the statute books. So, um, look, I, I I just think we have to be uh, completely consistent
2: about this. As, have, far pre- as, yeah. as far as the documents, so so the, the Secret Service has no list of who has access to the president's home in Delaware. So he has all of these confidential documents yeah right in his garage, and we don't have any idea who's been in that house. I mean, that's a problem, is it not? It's a serious problem. In the future, we have a very simple solution.
0: No president or vice president ever gets to take anything with him. What happens is the archives come to his house on January 19th, And they say, we're taking everything. We're going through it. You don't make any decisions. You don't get to take anything to Delaware or Mar-a-Lago. We're the ones in charge. Because when you leave it to the president, the former president, the former vice president, you're going to see what happens. It's going to happen with every single president, every single vice president. Uh,
1: Professor, we have uh, uh, Judge Weinberg at home today with the sniffles. But he wants to ask a question.
4: Judge Weinberg? So, Alan, what? Let me ask you this question. When Mayorkas goes before Congress and testifies that the border is secure, testifies that we don't have an open border, and he's misrepresenting or lying to the Congress, is that a crime that's impeachable? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do think so. Yeah. If you could prove that he has the elements of the crime of perjury in front of Congress and Congressional Committee, that would be an impeachable
3: offense. Well, we've got so. that. We've got audio of Mayorkas on more than one occasion, more than He's one occasion, Alan, saying right. that the border is secure. Judge Weinberg,
0: well, it's,
1: it's excellent.
0: It, no, it's a very
3: good question. He, His defense would be it's a
0: matter of opinion. I think it's secure. It's never perfect. But I think on balance, it's secure. It would be hard to get a perjury prosecution uh, for that. But, you know, maybe he said some things that are are dead are dead wrong and 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 uh, if he did commit perjury perjury would be a high crime and misdemeanor Uh, especially if it's committed in the context of government what clinton did was a low crime and misdemeanor when he lied about his sex life
1: alan desheritz thank you so much for coming on we're gonna uh, uh, and uh We'll talk to you again real soon. You're one smart guy. He
3: is a smart guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: let so are you. Enjoy being on your show. Thank, Thank you, you, Alan. Thank you.
3: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, General uh, Jack Keane is one of the all-time greats, and he talk about people who have served this country, and now add so much to our media. On this show, of course, all the time, on Sid and Friends in the Morning a bit, too. Uh, Jack Keene, you're on with Sid and Craig and John and Margot. Good morning, or good afternoon. How are you?
5: Yeah, good afternoon. Giants did great on Sunday, guys.
3: You see, you know exactly who you're talking to. You know exactly who you're talking to. They did great. The bigger question now is, Jack, will they beat the Eagles in Philadelphia on Saturday night?
5: I think they got the momentum, and the team we're seeing on the field is a lot different uh, than the team we were seeing the last number of weeks. So, and Jones, is, he's playing out of sight. Yep. So uh, I think we got a shot.
2: Big rivalry, too, the Eagles yep. and the Giants. Yes. It's going yes. to be a there's big a game. General, there,
1: there, there's a new commission being started called the National Defense Strategy Commission uh, trying to determine uh, to have, a, uh, I guess, a bipartisan or whatever to determine... Do, do, we, do we have enough missiles and guns to win a war? What, what say you?
5: Yeah, uh, I've been appointed at it. It's a congressional commission. It is bipartisan. They bring about nine or ten people together who have a foreign policy national security background to take a look at this administration's national defense strategy and see, if the, one, if the strategy makes sense, if the implementation makes sense, and are the resources right to accomplish the strategy, I was on the the commission that looked at uh, President Trump's 2018 National Defense Strategy. Uh, So I I, I feel honored to be back doing it again. Uh, And it is bipartisan. So we'll spend about a year or so taking a look at it.
3: You know, it's interesting. I think the American people, Jack, you'd appreciate this, are down on our service. Too woke and maybe don't have enough to win. In fact, I have this conversation with Gordon Chang all the time that if, God forbid, China really starts a war, will we win? And I say, of course, we're going to win, woke or not, with the greatest army in the world. Gordon tends to agree. What do you think?
5: Well, I think there's no doubt that we're the most powerful military in the world globally. And I do think we have you know, some issues that you just mentioned dealing with wokeness to deal with. But in terms of the preparedness of the military, the morale of the people that are in it, our, while we're having some challenges recruiting, we have no challenges retaining the force, which tells you people are content. They, they set, have a sense of purpose and the satisfaction about what they're doing. But here's the problem. If it's a war with China, right now we don't have a military deterrence. They outgun us, they outman us, they got more ships, they got more airplanes, and they got more long-range missiles, they got more mis- and uh, missiles.
1: And hypersonic missiles.
5: Yeah. And they, they, have, they got hypersonic glide missiles issued to their operational forces, and we are still testing We are not close to giving them to our operational forces yet. So right now, they have an advantage. And what we've got to move with a sense of urgency is to solve that problem. What we don't want is is the generals that are working for President Xi to look at the situation and say, you know, the United States is going to catch up here in a number of years. It's better for us to take Taiwan on now, you know, before they take up because we have an advantage, and that is something we don't want to see. We don't want that discussion to take place. We want them to look at conflict with the United States and Taiwan and Japan as being too hard. It's too too tough to take this on, and those, it's not predictable that the Chinese would win. That's the conclusion we want.
2: General, you know, it, it, under President Trump, he fortified the military, and, and all these countries feared the United States. And it seems like we've we've gone backwards here. I mean, I don't even know. Is there a national defense strategy under the Biden administration? Does does it exist?
5: Yeah, it, it exists, and we're going to take a hard look at it and unwrap it. I'm and, af- I'm afraid uh, what you're going to
2: find to out. I'm I'm scared to see what you find out.
3: <laughs> it's like Pandora's because, box. Leave it alone.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he's got classified documents in his garage next to his Corvette, and and, and now we're talking but about sure him what, having a defense strategy.
5: You know what really hurt us. Uh, was last year and Afghanistan. Regardless of how you feel about Afghanistan, you know, should we have stayed, should we have left? The fact that we did an unconditional surrender of Afghanistan and in a matter of months turned it over to the very adversaries we went in there to stop. I mean, the American people all looked at that and said, oh, this is not the United States. I mean, this is a real problem. This... I'm embarrassed uh, by this, and and then we left so many people behind. I mean, it was and we gave them.
1: We gave them. What's the value of the air base that we gave them?
5: Well, we had we had ten bases there. Think of that: seven of seven military, three CIA bases, and get what? Guess what countries bordered uh, Afghanistan? China. China
1: and Pakistan.
5: Pakistan who, right. Iran is another, and Russia is one country away. And we were sitting there with 10 bases and a huge amount of intelligence gathering. So, I mean, yeah.
1: And and now I understand, and I understand, and if you don't want to answer, it's fine. I understand confidentially the generals in charge that advised the president of the United States disagreed a great deal with the president just doing it. And the president just said to them, get the heck out.
3: Yeah, Milley. Milley was one of the guys. And that came when it came to shutting down the Air Force base. You're right, John. Go ahead, Go ahead General.
1: Well, what
5: happened is, is the on-scene command, the guy that was there, know very well, a guy by the name of Scotty Miller, four-star general, he and all the generals above him, to include Milley, and to include the Secretary of Defense, they all made the same recommendation. Keep a modest force here, and we can keep this thing together. And President Biden and, ignored them. And, and he... He, he feels he kno- he knows better. He gets very arrogant on, on these things because he thinks he's a foreign policy expert. Here's something that's interesting: General Austin, when he was a four-star general, was our last commander in Iraq. Biden was Obama's personal envoy to Iraq. He asked Austin what should be the force structure we're going to keep here. Austin's recommendation, I know this for a fact, was twenty-two thousand. Biden came right back and said, Oh, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. At best it'll be ten thousand and this is the conversation. And when when the uh, Iraqi government saw ten thousand, they knew that was not serious and they 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 knew they would never be able to to sell that to their version of the parliament and it all went to hell and General, we pulled all of our forces out.
1: We gotta go on. General Keene, thank you for telling us the truth. And- And I am so angry what happened to Afghanistan and what happened with uh, President Biden's bad decision. That's the nicest way I can say it. Thank thank you so much. Thank you, John.
3: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: And with us today,
3: uh, we've got the former Bronx Borough President uh, Ruben Diaz here, John and Craig, and of course, the big Lasalle vote is tomorrow. Something that Kathy Hochul has and been dealing with. I am with.
1: disappointed in the Hispanic community that hasn't been yelling enough.
3: I, I totally agree right. with you. But what does Ruben Diaz think? Ruben, welcome to Catch at Night. How are you, buddy? Hey
6: guys, happy New Year! How you
1: happy doing, John?
3: New- Hi, everybody! Hey, happy buddy, New
6: Year! Back on. Happy New Year. Well, um, we are. We've, we've been yelling. We had a huge rally for La Salle, I know that in English is pronounced La Salle, but in Spanish we pronounce it La Salle, on Saturday at the El Pac Center in the Bronx, we had hundreds of people out there, we had the governor, we had Hakeem Jeffrey, members of the uh, congressional delegation, and, and we are angry because, you know, for, for me personally, throughout my entire political career, I've been asked to, to, to support individuals, to make history for other communities, and I've asked my community to help. And here we are, not with just a qualified candidate to chief justice of the uh, Court of Appeals, but the most qualified. He was, He's more qualified than many of the men and women who served before him in that capacity. And yet here we have some of our friends in the Democratic uh, conference in the Senate already been trying to deny him due process.
2: Uh you know, you look at his background and you look at all the people that are supporting him. You have the, the court officers' unions. You have all of the sitting judges, the appellate division judges, and the trial judges that are supporting him. I mean, I'm a, I'm a trial lawyer. So right. I, he he seems to have all of the, the necessary ingredients to be a great chief judge. What is the problem here?
6: So there is no question that Judge Osaye has a proven track record both as a jurist and as a court administrator. There's no denying his knowledge of the law, his temperament, um, the fact that he is getting, like you said, so much support from every, every end of the spectrum. Everybody from Republicans to moderates, um, Melissa um uh, Native Velasquez, you, you can't get any more uh, progressive than them. And I think that the problem here is out of 5,000 cases, over 5,000 cases, that the chief judge um, has um, lent his opinion or had co-opinions with his colleagues in the appellate division, currently on the appellate division, mm-hmm. there are folks who say that they're progressives who don't agree with less than a handful of those decisions. And he's done nothing wrong except to stay and remain at the to the letter of the law. That's what we want from our judges. Yeah. Yep. We want our
1: judges. The, the Hispanic to... community, Ruben, we know each other a hundred years almost. Yes, uh, right. the Hispanic community <laughs> has to stand up and say enough is enough.
6: And we've been doing that, John, and we're going to continue to do that. But like I said on the Valley Saturday, with people are paying, you know, we're paying close attention. Look, you can't be progressive and stay consistent to that progressiveness. And deny due process. If you, if you're progressive, what you're saying is that you want people to have due process in the court of the law. But now, you don't can want they force the it? Can they, can
1: they force it to come to the floor and then to see which way the votes go?
6: That's what we're saying Is at least you know giving due process, hear him out, vote on the committee, and let this let it be a full, a, a full vote. It would be a, t- a total. Tab- I agree. If that's not the case, and we would be angry as a community.
1: Ruben Diaz Jr., thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. It's Cats
3: at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Back here on Cats at Night, Sid Rosenberg, John Katzimatidis, Margot Katzimatidis, and Craig Eaton, interesting conversation so far with Alan Dershowitz and the four-star general Jack Keene and Ruben Diaz with the big Salvo coming up tomorrow. We got still, some show going. Still, on. We have some show. Uh, Bodega, Mister Bodega, Francisco Martez still to join us, and this Peter Elkind story. Oh my God! I got to give you credit, John, because I don't think, including me, anybody knows 5G about antennas this.
1: Antennas right up and down the Madison Avenue now. Would you like to buy a condo right next to a five G antenna? According to the latest studies, that you have to be one thousand six hundred feet away from a five G antenna. That's almost five city blocks, and you're going to put it across the street from my bedroom window. No, you can't do that. Give me a break. You'd get great service, John, but you'd start to glow. That's (laughs) the (laughs) problem. (laughs) You'd start to glow in a couple months. They're going to see some (laughs) some lawsuits coming aboard. And uh, you're not going to go to the federal court like they tried to do with the vaccines and get 75-year exemption. No, I agree. On, uh, that's I, yeah. what they try to do with the I, vaccines. I know. I know. And I said to you, Sid, about a year ago, if they're going for a 75-year exemption, something is rotten in that's Washington.
3: Right. You did say that. It you know? reminds me of the story a little bit, too, uh, by Giant Stadium in caucus. You may remember a lot of the Giant football players ended up getting cancer and they determined it was the water by Giant Stadium in East Rutherford that caused that. This is similar. difference is I didn't play football He's for the Giants, right and I work now. on this block. Peter Elkin <laughs> is
1: on right now. Would you like to buy a condo next to uh, Mr. Elkin, a condo right next to the 5G antenna? Uh,
7: no, I would not. Yeah. I'll
1: give it to you half price.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and he can do it. John can do it. But,
3: Peter, I think, I think what the, the audience really wants to hear is that you've got undeniable data, undeniable data that backs up that if, in fact, you're very close to these 5G antennas, you're going to get sick. You've got that.
7: No, well, no, it's, it's not black and white. Nothing about this is black and white. But there's serious medical research, serious scientific research that says it's an issue and it's a concern. And certainly, um you know, five G, which is now kind of popping up everywhere, and in the case that you're referring to, you know, literally outside the window of a, a young family with a baby, uh, there's a transmitter sitting outside their window now, which you know appeared literally over almost overnight. Uh, that's a concern, and, and nobody, and that that hasn't been studied carefully.
1: Uh, there was a report. Have you read the report that uh, New Hampshire has issued? And it was a, a bipartisan. Number. Judge Weinberg, you're, you're on the line. You know, well,
4: yes. who should they report? It was a, a non partisan study. I've spoken to Mr. Elkin about this. This is a very yeah. serious issue because the fact is that they haven't really studied the issue of the public health impacts in decades. Is that correct, Peter?
7: That's right. Well, the, 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 the standard that the FCC applies for cell phone radiation for health dates back to 1996. So that's, we're that's, that's, for, when, that's, that's when the Motorola, Motorola StarTech flip phone was considered cutting edge. So it, it hasn't—it literally hasn't been updated since then. And the FCC fairly recently shut down a six-year review of the standards, despite pleas for updating it.
4: So, so the question becomes: Why are they trying to shove this down the throats of the people in New York City when they should be studying the possible negative impacts of the? Of placing these towers in close proximity to people—that's the question, isn't it, Peter?
7: Well, it's a question across the country, and and certainly coming to ahead in New York City, where you know wireless transmitters, these five G transmitters, are popping up, you, you know, on light poles near people's apartments. Um, you know, every two or three or four blocks. The thing about this five G, which is you know, the industry touts as a Massive technological advance and provides much faster wireless service is that these transmitters don't travel very far. So there needs to be a whole lot of them. And ultimately, the industry says there'll be 500,000 of them in close proximity to homes in many cases.
2: But, But how can the FCC rely on an exposure standard from 1996 when you're looking at totally different equipment? I mean, the equipment back then was flip phones. Now we're talking, the equipment right now has to be so much more sophisticated and potentially so much more dangerous. And without proof that exposure or living near these is safe, the FCC really needs to conduct a study right now before any of these are installed.
7: Well, the, the, you're exactly right. The equipment is completely different. We're in a totally different world, both the phones and also the transmitters. I mean, we're now in, in 5G world. That was, I don't, I'm not sure if it's 1G or 2G back then. Probably half but, a G. But the the FCC has taken the opposite view, which is that there's no proof that there's a problem and that the studies that have done have failed to show with proof that there's a problem. And thus, it's okay. Well, give us the government official then,
3: Peter, that (laughs) needs to become aware of this, the person that today can make a difference, step in and say, hey, hey, not on these streets of New York. Who's the person we should be talking to?
7: Well, I mean, ultimately, the the most powerful or in the most influential organization, this is the FCC, because they're setting the standards for the entire country. And they actually have rules that preclude local governments from barring placement of antennas based on health concerns. That's preempted. The local governments are preempted from taking action on that basis. But there are rules that allow local governments, including New York, of course, to rule, you know, to regulate where antennas can be uh, on street corners and uh, what circumstances, and that's certainly an argument that can be made to local officials. Understood. Uh, Anything else you want to tell the American people? Well, yeah, I mean, sort of the big picture here is that there's not certainty about this, but it's clear, what's really become clear after many years of this being sort of dismissed as tinfoil hat stuff but there's reason for concern. There's a, a major government study that was done with mat, rats and mice, and it found it went on for years and years and was very carefully done. And it found that there was um, the, the, the animals developed some real cancers as right. a result of cell phone radiation. Wow. So there's, there's, there's real issues by real scientists. They're unresolved, but they do need to be addressed.
1: Wow. Well, thank you very much for your, uh, telling the American people the truth. And uh, whoever. I guess whoever wants that report from New Hampshire, uh, Judge Weinberg, where do they go to get that report from New
4: Hampshire? If they, if they reach out to me, we'll get it to them.
1: Well, you, yeah. have, a, uh, yeah, it, you have a WABC address? Well, why don't you go to CATS? At com. There you go. That
3: That's nice my and easy. Wabc email, go. cats at WABC
1: radio. Com. Yep. And if you want a copy of the New Hampshire report, we will give it to you. Uh, otherwise, you should, uh, reading,
4: you should be reading Peter's article in ProPublica on it as well, which has a, a lot of sites. To this, to this yes. Thing. Understood. That thank is a
3: ProPublica.org, by the way. ProPublica.org. It's a great column. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. This is a very serious story. Thank you so much.
7: Now. Thanks for having Thanks for having me on. Thank I you, Peter. It. Cats at
3: night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Francisco, welcome to Cats at Night. How are you, pal? Hello, thank you for having me. And uh, yes, we are
8: living in a crazy, crazy uh, situation. It's a chaos. And thanks to our elected officials, the they they was the one um who was starved um, to create the situation that we are living now with this um with this situation now there is no consequence where you see um people getting stuff um lifting and once that they grab the stuff they think that there is it's yours. They so you cannot even ask try to get it because you you will have to fight. And that's something that is happening all around the bodegas before yesterday.
1: And a lot they of people are bodega. getting hurt. A lot of people are getting hurt. Customers are getting nervous and, and and it's a wild situation.
8: Yes, it is. It is a lot of a lot of people is getting hurt. A lot of people they're um, scared to go to the to the store to work in the store because they fear for their for their life for this for the safety. So um, and look, the year just started, and the the crime is keep getting worse than last year. So where are we gonna go?
3: Well, I tell you what—you have a story, Mr. Marte, that will really capture the listening audience's Here's because uh, two men tried to rob you, and you yourself—you were nearly murdered just last year. Is that correct? Yes. Wow! Give us the details. What happened that day exactly? Well, you know
8: it's um when 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 uh, you it's like you got to be on the moment when when you are beating of those, of the crime. The reaction that you have you have to do to defend yourself um that's something that I' been telling the people you, you know we have to defend our business because we are independent we work hard um to have a, a, a small grocery store, so everything cuts up so when you see somebody that is come to get your money what you be working for you gonna you know you're gonna do whatever you can do it. To protect your, your business, to protect
2: your, 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 your store. You, you know what the problem today is that these criminals have no fear of prosecution, no fear of arrest, because it's, it's a, they go in and they get out in five seconds. So, I mean, I think it, it's something we need to deal with the state Senate and the state assembly. We need to and change it's it. It's
1: complicated. They, they don't do.
2: Yeah.
1: Can I say something? No. I yeah. love the people in the state assembly, <laughs> and state, but they've, they've been doing a crap.
2: But you know what? Yeah, you know yeah. we've we've taken back some yeah. seats. There's a lot more common sense people well, this year, and, and next year sense. the same. Next yeah. year the same. We, we keep taking we seats it. back. And you
8: see, when someone's common sense like the the the, the George um, Eto is coming, everybody oppose. we support him because we need some you know common sense people yeah. to go to the um to, to the judiciaries to to uh, implement the justice. So we yes. need people. There that really care about the public safety. Now it's no consequence. So I don't know where we're gonna go, but we will have to. We need common fighting. sense in New York City, well, New York State. We
3: Thank do, you. and we've got the mayor. Francisco, the good news is Mayor the, Eric the mayor Adams is on our side. on this he wants yes. common sense. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Thank I you, Francisco. You 100%. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Well, we're back. We got with us Dr. Peter Michalos. And eating certain kind of fish. Well, beware, it could be worse than worst. <laughs> okay, come on. Yes, worse than worst. Come worse. on. And, and You're going to tell me I'm going to die from a piece of trout? Well, you better, you better be careful. Okay. We have with us Dr. Peter Michalos, and there's some new revelations. Dr. Peter.
9: Well, the Journal of Environmental Research uh, just published a paper and found that it turns out that when they sampled U.S. Uh, river, and stream, and lake fish, they found that the toxic levels of these chemicals called PFAS, these uh, fluoride chemicals that are found in cleaning solutions and water-repellent uh, fra- fabrics, uh, certain shampoos, nail polish, and certain makeup, and they seem to have accumulated in our rivers, streams, and lakes, and they found that the level of these chemicals was elevated 2,400 times what they should oh be, uh, according to the regular uh, doses that are considered safe for humans, and uh, the fish that include the catfish, the largemouth bass, yellow perch, walleye fish, uh, and uh, you know we've learned that uh, about ocean fish. We've all heard about the larger the fish, the more it accumulates toxins like mercury. That's why tuna and swordfish. And uh, certain shellfish contain large amounts of things like uh, mercury and uh, this study just showed that it turns out that lakes are especially vulnerable because they're not constantly being flushed out the rivers were not as bad because it's uh, more diluted and the same thing the further out you go at sea the more uh, dilute these chemicals are so it's uh, healthier And smaller fish contain less of these contaminants because they haven't had time. In
1: other words, baby fish. If you let's look at it this way: if you have older fish, in other words, if you have a fish that normally is uh, a foot, okay, and this one is bigger, yeah, it's an older fish. You know what that means? Because what?
3: we have
2: to order baby fish when we they, go to they, restaurant. They, they, they've oh, been in the, the water for a long accumulate.
1: time. Yeah, right, right.
2: Accumulated so the chemicals. accumulated right. more chemicals. Right. Yeah. Yes, accumulated exactly. so, 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 so,
3: so, so shouldn't there be then, Dr. Michelos, at some point, and I mean this sincerely, some type of warning if I go into a restaurant on the Upper East Side and order a striped bass, shouldn't there be a warning that says, price. "Yeah, exactly, that there, there are some chemicals or something to the to the to the extent that you can get sick from eating this piece of fish."
9: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Sid. And what happens, which is very interesting, that most things you buy are labeled where they come from and how they come from. Two things: pharmaceutical, your prescription drugs. They never tell us where the the origin is. Look at any of your prescription bottles, China. And the other thing is with our fish. <laughs> Well, again, with our fish, they don't tell us whether they are farmed fish. And picture a bunch of fish living in a small aquarium-type setting and swimming. So you know, there's a big difference there.
1: Now, uh, uh, Peter, being you had uh, uh, mercury, high mercury at one time, at the same time, because we both went to the doctor, uh, separate doctors, but uh, at the same time, and it turned yeah. out I was eating a ton of Chilean sea bass, and my mercury count went to the roof, and I yeah, stopped so eating chili Chilean sea bass. Sixty days later, went away.
9: Yeah, I had the same problem. I even had tingling, uh, some of the symptoms, tingling in my face that was unexplained, and oh my, my heart rate was increasing. And then uh, I got tested, and I got a letter, like you did, from the state saying we have toxic levels, but they did come down after we backed off on the uh, yeah. things that have a lot of them. They I, I had Matt wanting
1: uh, to t- uh, text me. A copy of uh, the top five uh, lake fish or, or uh, let's see, what's that? Walleye? Walleye. walleye.
9: Yeah, walleye. Crappy right,
1: yeah. catfish? Crappy catfish. <laughs> uh, no, no, just <laughs> well, cat, cra- on Two different on
9: fish. On a, on a happy note, WABC helps people because there was a lawyer who actually came up to us listening to WABC on a previous show, and he had all kinds of symptoms, went to multiple doctors, but after listening to your radio show, He went and got his mercury tested, and he was more toxic than both of us. And he got better, and all his symptoms and heart problems. Yeah, no. Well, that's why we're here at WABC to get people information out and keep our audience healthy. So they can keep listening to the Cats Roundtable and the Sid Show every day. Now, doctor, when, when you go
2: to restaurants, they do talk about—is it farm farm don't, salmon don't or is it wild swordfish. Alaskan don't, salmon? Don't, don't
1: you dare eat swordfish?
2: No, I don't. I don't, I don't eat any of those crappy swordfish. fishes on Stop that list, there, John. But but they do. They do when you go to a restaurant talk about salmon. If it is it farm or is it wild Alaskan? So I guess they're going to have to start doing the same thing with these other types of fish. I
1: think, you know, well, if the city council doesn't have anything to do instead of uh, giving reparations. The silly reparations, council, John, as you used to call yeah. it. The silly council. The silly council. You know, they should, they, they should uh, pass some kind of regulation on disclosure. They should. We should yeah. know what's going the on. I think. I mean, with, the yes. same
9: thing with your pharmaceuticals. You're right. They should allow right. every medicine that I take. I want to know where it was manufactured. And it's country of origin. Everything else, you buy a little trinket, it tells you. 100%. your medicines and your food doesn't always have the origin. I'll tell
3: you something else. It was about a month and a half ago when John first told me this doctor about the mercury and the fish. But he also said to me, because he's lost weight, he looks great. God bless him. This intermittent fasting. And I said, I got to tell you, it doesn't sound like it's a good idea. I'm not a doctor. He goes, Dr. Michelos swears by it. I swear to you. If I haven't met a 100 people in the last two months that are doing the same diet
9: well, and are we'll getting great us. results, well, well, great we'll results, us. yes. It's because genetically when we were cavemen and women, there was no breakfast. There was no refrigeration. We had to go out and hunt in the morning, and we only had some water, and the hunt completed. We ate around 12 to 1. Then we put the food away by 6 o'clock before it got dark, took it out of the cave so it wouldn't get eaten up by the animals. Then our gut rests for 16 hours, and during those 16 hours, we now know that all the healing occurs. You go after cancer cells, you make peak killer cancer cells, and you do something called autophagy where we go after dead and dying cells and a lot of healing. And our insulin levels are more regulated and our blood sugar levels are more regulated, and we actually start losing weight. And after about two weeks, when you finish being grumpy from not eating breakfast, all of a sudden you have all this energy in the morning, and you feel a lot better, and you're not falling asleep. Yeah, I had lunch meetings. with a good
1: friend of mine today, and I said, "Eat, drink black coffee. Stop putting milk in it. Stop putting chemicals yeah. in it. You know, sweet and low sugar. Stop oh, putting that. it. Because I can't do it.
3: Me either. I have like eight Splenda every black.
1: morning.
9: You can't wow, that, do it. That's a whole
3: other
1: discussion.
2: But John, I think you're Margo, onto something. How do you
1: like your coffee, Margo? <laughs> Black. Black. Oh.
2: But John, I think you're onto something with the origin of drugs because you know they come out and they say that if you're taking a certain drug. It's been tainted, and you can get cancer from it. And they tell you where where, where that drug was manufactured. Yeah. We don't know. You know, you buy one drug, it can be manufactured in five different countries. That's true. So we really should drill down on that. They yeah, should tell us where the origin disclosure. is. Yeah. There should be especially disclosure. Especially right? what's
1: going on right well, now with the COVID boosters. Yeah. And uh, on another day, Dr. Michalos, will talk about it another day. And uh,
3: Great. Uh, You're great, Dr. Michalos. Great I love you, you. Thank you. What, you a, what a great job. Well, thank you. we
9: got to keep no our problem. listeners...
1: Thank- Dr. Michalos, we got to keep our listeners alive. We need yes, all we our do. listeners.
9: We need their votes. All right. Think positive and test negative. God uh, bless you all a God good. bless America and uh, Margo. And Margo.
3: Hey, Peter.
9: <laughs> and what and do we stand for, John? thank you,
1: Peter Michalos, for everything you do. And you know what we stand for? True, Truth, just, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. We need God's blessing. Good night,
6: folks.